It's Joke Workshop. It's 6.01. Thanks for your patience, everyone who are our listeners on the Joke Workshop. Uh, yeah, it was really okay. Thank you, listeners. You put us in the top ten again. It's impressive. I'm surprised that so many people listen to this show. And I don't know. It's cool. So thanks for doing that. Uh, all right. It is the Joke Workshop. I don't have the list in front of me, so I don't know who's first or whatever. But it's the show where people do four-minute sets. And then there's four minutes of commentary. One of the important things to learn about if you're a new comic is what a minute feels like. So uh, you'll hear a horn, and when the horn happens, that means you have a minute. Learn what that feels like, because you have to know what a minute feels like, you dumb fucks. Uh, no, it's like the first things. Don't run the light, <laughs> or unless you want to make enemies, which is fine. But if you're funny enough, like, fucking run the light all you want. Like, that's, if the audience is laughing, then fuck the people. Just, um, just make sure it's not like that kind of laughter where they, like, you've got them scared and they feel like they have to laugh do you know like you've frightened them you've it's like a terrorist act of comedy where you're like <laughs> you make them so uncomfortable that they have to laugh or you're like they feel fear for their lives uh all right so four minutes four minutes of commentary the show is really dependent upon you guys the people here um the more you pay attention and the better notes you take and the better um you know, help you give the better the show is. Also, for those on stage, if things aren't sort of going your way and you're like, I'm not hearing things that make sense to me, well, you have a microphone up there and you can also sort of run the discussion the way that you want. If you want to say, hey, this joke that obviously was shitty because none of you laughed, like, where, how do I, do I not mention my mom's balls or like, how do I fix that joke? Uh, last thing before we get started just to remind you guys to please donate to Mutiny Radio because it helps keep us alive um, every time I go to the bank I'm like ah it's going to survive hey even Mutiny Radio listeners out there 415 tell these guys what a huge dick they're sucking uh, here we go with the show or how great you did yay we're all going to be nice to each other yay uh hey i'm excited we have a pretty full list and it's going to be a great show make sure you clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for your first comedian janesh rahan thanks pam can you guys hear me just fine on this it's all good Okay, great. I'll keep talking. So, uh, I really like shopping at Marshall's, guys, because I feel like it gives me a real glimpse into American society. Like, anyone who says, I can't believe Donald Trump won, has clearly never been to a Marshall's. 2016, I walked into Marshall's and two people were in a fist fight over a broken iPhone cable. And I was like, oh, fuck, Hillary's going to lose. If a purge is happening, I am running to the nearest Marshall's because those people are going to win. You know how much patience you need to sort through that disorganized hellhole to save $5 on a pack of Hanes underwear? That is serial killer level dedication. Because you don't go to Marshall's to actually look for something, right? You just show up with three hours to spare and $40 and hope something good finds you. 
I uh, there's so much shit on the floor all over that store. I had to go from one end to the other. I felt like I was playing the longest game of hopscotch in my life. What was it? I was like, shirts, housewares, tires. What the fuck? I got a face mask while I was at Marshall's and the instructions said wear for 20 minutes or until you've hopped from perfumes to shirts and back. Guys, it's cool that weed is becoming legalized. I think we need to let people who did marijuana related crimes out of prison, right? I think we need to imprison the people who make edibles. Lock those motherfuckers up. They made a cookie with 250 grams of THC, which is 25 times the recommended serving size. That's fucking insane. Because who is getting high and thinking, nah, I'm not going to finish that cookie. Edibles are like the beginning of the matrix, and you have to choose between the anxiety pill or the paranoia pill. Edibles are a gateway drug to writing Facebook statuses about the cultural importance of Kid Cudi albums. Do you guys know that 90% of homeless people are homeless because of edibles? I didn't either until I bought a brownie and they handed me a tent with it. I was like, I'm not very outdoorsy. He's like, you will be. It's the only form of weed that makes you wish you could overdose. Four hours into a bad trip, you're like, why isn't this shit killing me already? I remember the last time I ate edibles, I thought I was watching the Avengers, but turns out I was just staring at a cat for three hours while shouting, not today, Thanos, not today. The people who sell weed have changed a lot over time. You have to interact with cashiers who call themselves bud tenders, right? Like, I'm a bud tender. No, you're not, dude. You're a sociology major who wasn't punctual enough to work at Starbucks. How do they find these people? Is there like one city in Oregon where it's just white guys who wear beanies, love Bob Marley, and know too much about the difference between indica and sativa? All right, that's it for me. I'll take some feedback. Thanks, Pam. Janesh, roll on. You're a really good writer, but your acting is like... I don't know if you're, it feels like you're just reading a script to us. Sorry, and I, yeah. I and it just doesn't, I'm like, I, your writing is really good, but it's hard for me to appreciate it because your acting's kind of bad. Like no, I could I tell, it that. felt like you're reading. I just felt like you had a script in front of you. I felt like, I felt like you were reading from your iPhone and I was going to make fun of you from reading from your iPhone, but then I don't think you were. I just think you memorized it really well. No, I was reading from the iPhone. You were reading straight. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm then it sorry. was then it was no then it was obvious. Then that's your only problem. Then you have to memorize it. And then yeah. and then once it's memorized, it'll come out of you more naturally. But it, it's really good writing. Is it? Okay. They're funny jokes. It's just we can't like them cuz we don't know who you are. Yeah. We're like you're like a Teddy Ruxpin telling us jokes. Like you put <laughs> the tape in and it's like, "I love you." And you're like, "Okay, Teddy Ruxpin." Yeah. You know like <laughs> I don't know. Is that weird? That's the only thing I feel like the whole time I was like, well, that was a good joke. And then I'm yeah. like, well, no one's laughing. Why is no one laughing? Well, because he's not talking to us. He's yeah. like, it's like a Ted talk of <laughs> jokes sort of. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I think no, I no, think it's I really well written. I want you to keep it real. Thank you. Okay, other other people. What's up, Hunter? Hey, this is Hunter. I um, <laughs> I liked the martial humor. Uh, that's good. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's the most universal kind of like cheap clothing store. I think you need to get. I think you need to offer a more. Um, I don't know, just sort of descriptive uh, explanation as to what the people in Marshall are like. Like I, I liked the bit about two people fighting over, what was it again? Broken iPhone cable. Yeah, a broken iPhone cable. I liked that. But I, I think that you can probably find a more poignant example of the kind of, um, I don't know, plebes <laughs> that, yeah. that you find at Marshall. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you need something that's like going to be like more, like more trashy, more even more stupid. But and and I would even say somehow that it relates to you. Like, wh- how do you know what the Marshalls people are like? Because obviously you're in a Marshalls. Yeah, so that's it's what like, I was wondering too. Yeah, how it's like. Y- y- yet that's what makes us as an audience like you and want to listen to you is that you're there. Yeah. Do you know? Like, yeah. You're in your joke, but you weren't really in your jokes. So it's like how. How are you? It, it left me wondering, like, what you were doing at Marshalls, like, you know, that, like, yeah, all of that, exactly. Right. You're like, yeah. I'm in Marshalls because I need shoes and I can't. You got yeah, yeah, to address it, yeah, to yeah. make it seem more organic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I need, I have all these children I have to buy shitty presents for. That's the only time I end up giving them Marshalls is when yeah. they have cheap toys. <laughs> like, it's a good place to, if you have to go to a two year, two year old's birthday party. Because yeah. uh, you paid your mother, of course. You went to Marshalls. So I couldn't hear you because you didn't speak into the How's microphone. How's this? So it was like Marshalls for one, you're too good for a thrift store, but not good enough for Macy's. Yeah, right. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or like, I love Marshalls because I hate my nieces and nephews. Or Got something. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm too much of a fancy boy, but I don't know what the hell Marshalls is, so I'd love some yeah. extra background on that. Yeah, you do have your shirt tucked in. Yeah, my shirt is so tucked in right now, I can barely circulate my blood but how does it compare to Kmart on the track it's level? it's like roughly same roughly shit Kmart. yeah think Kmart As think, depressing. think like Kmart but mostly clothes I mean what I did also have to say with your bit that resonated a lot with uh, the bud tenders the sociology majors who don't want to get early up early enough for Starbucks that's also bartenders like every bartender I know is basically that oh, they really? have like a master's in history or something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do they have an MFA in poetry and they're like well I'm gonna work at a bar forever of course and your jokes are good I would just uh, like give a tactful reminder that edibles is pretty thoroughly covered ground in stand-up comedy yeah I would also say that I am scared off edibles because my only real experience with it was my dog eating a plate of edible cornbread with weed and then she just spent the whole night groaning and rolling her eyes back in her head Hmm. it was a bad trip (laughs) I didn't enjoy it so and you just put yourself in his joke but the question is so when if you're going to talk about edibles Janesh you have to why do they not like what happened to you yeah instead of because your jokes are all kind of like they're like outside yourself like like you're there commenting on it but I think, yeah, if I just switch your lens a little bit and okay. you'll see a difference. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But obviously you're a good writer, so, I mean, just it's just a matter of twisting 
that to you to to showcase your acting because you wouldn't be yeah. doing stand up if you didn't want to stand up in front of people yeah. and act right yeah yeah okay preach <laughs> just checking yeah. uh, everybody clap wildly Janesh Rolon yay and I mean, I'm pot kettle black on that. People have said to me for years, like, you know, people like cupcakes, but they like them better with frosting. And they're talking about makeup. Uh, I don't put myself together because I don't give a fuck. But your next, com- your next, I always said your next computer does. Computer. She's a real girl. She's a real, she's an adult. She's an amazing person. And uh, she looks lovely too. I mean, not that I, not, I, gee, I just fall into that male gaze thing. It doesn't matter what she looks like. She writes funny jokes. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Natalie Fauzi. Such a club today, you guys. How are you? All right, uh, I'm going to test some stuff out, so I'm going to skip a bunch of other things to get to the fun stuff. Uh, okay, so, hey, you guys, I'm going through midlife crisis big time. Like, seriously, like my doctor told me that I was going on through a midlife crisis, so I take that seriously. Uh, and I, I am on the prescription drugs to prove it. Uh, that's not true, but that was funny. I thought it was funny. Uh, so I'm looking around my friends and I'm like, oh my God, I've missed every rite of passage. So, uh, you guys, I'm over 40 living in San Francisco, no children, never married and fucking no job. So I'm looking at my friends and I'm like, oh my God, Natalie, you're such a failure. I've missed every single rite of passage. I, uh, missed marrying the wrong person. Uh, which I figured was be a great way to get to know yourself. Uh, I uh, I missed trying to save my marriage with polyamory. <laughs> Seems like a lot of fun. I also missed cocaine, so I think combined I missed out on a lot. Uh, and then, of course, I missed divorce by mediation, uh, which is basically what really emotionally mature people do to process their divorce, and so I'm not emotionally mature. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely feeling like um there's something going on over there uh i'm definitely feeling like i've totally missed out and uh i want to know like if 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 divorce is so bad why are my divorced friends uh so much happier than me they are they're so much happier than me Uh, i close my eyes though and i go you know what natalie it's not too late you're not that old you can still win a house in a divorce and uh, I know I can say that because my divorced friends are happier than me. And uh, I look at my girlfriends who are divorced and they're always, com- they're complaining to me and I'm always like, hello, like someone married you, you have a kid and a house, so I'm not sure, I think it might be better to be you, right? I, uh, I think uh, expectations, you guys, are just like opinions. This isn't, this isn't a new joke. Expectations are just like assholes, just like opinions. Everybody has one, but when you have expectations, uh, they basically just push out poo-poo, right? Uh, and I think the reason why divorced people are happier is because they took a huge laxative and they have no shit left. Uh, I've been suggested to use the word colon cleanse, so I'll take your guys' uh, suggestions at the end. Maybe colon cleanse is worse than, or pushes out a lot more. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to get to another piece. Uh Part of getting old that's really hard is, of course, losing your beauty, right? That's really hard to watch yourself get old. It's really hard to watch yourself get old. It's really hard to see that. It's hard to see. Yeah, so one day over 40, you can see, and the very next day, you're asking a child to read the dosage off your RX bottle of Xanax. 
because you can no longer see anything you can't read anything uh and it, it really does stun you like that you can't decide too with the xanax like do i take enough to get through filing my taxes or enough to get through all of december that's part of also being over 40. But uh, having a hard time seeing is tough. Like I was at a bar and I had to, I haven't been able to order a drink off a drink special and I pulled out my reading glasses uh, and uh, I overheard the guy say he was getting hit on by a cougar librarian with a push-up bra. So uh, does that mean I have one minute left? So anyway, I, I've been really, uh, you know, probably like, hyperanalyzing my loss of beauty, but I realized that, you know what, this loss of vision, this declining vision proportional with your loss of beauty, this is not a coincidence. This is a gift from Mother Nature, you guys. M Mother Nature did this as a gift. She doesn't want you to focus on the, uh, on the gift wrap. She wants you to focus on who you are inside, right? Mother Nature really intended to protect us. Mirrors, you guys, mirrors, they're, they're not an invention by Mother Nature, right? That's a man-made thing. Mother Nature invented lakes. So you could see yourself in low res, right? right? Mother Nature basically made it so that, essentially, we, she was the original Instagram filter for old people who still wanna get laid. It's the paintbrush, you know, everybody looks a little bit better. Don't look in the mirror, mirrors are bad. Mirrors should come with a warning. Caution may exasperate midlife crisis, all right? The objects in mirror are older than they appear, right? Yeah, you don't wanna focus on that. You wanna focus on who you are inside and mother nature wanted us to focus on that. She wants us to think our wrinkles, she wants us to love our wrinkles like a woman loves her C-section lines. You know, these say things about us. She doesn't want us to focus on that. And I know that she's protecting me because somewhere out there, there's an old man without a full length mirror who can't see my nipple hair, you guys don't know that part, and uh, who still thinks he can perform tantric sex and that's how I know it's still possible for me to reach my dreams, you guys. That's how I still know I can win a house and a divorce and it's not late, not too late. All right, thanks. I'm Natalie Fauzi. Natalie Fauzi, everyone. That was my brain racing. Wild, like wild I totally clapping. Wild, crazy clapping. I'll take some ideas. I, I love all this stuff of middle because I we're in the same age range so all of everything that you said like completely resonates with me on all cylinders and um, and I love the thing that you do with the uh, with the nipple hair I know that joke when the talking about the plucking yeah I love that I too and to I know it. you couldn't get to it mm -hmm. but the new stuff with the mirror I really like that the low res I think all of that is like really spot on stuff thanks. Thank you. I love the low res joke. That it's really funny. I was trying to work in the paintbrush, the Instagram thing, and I kind of botched it. But I don't know enough about Instagram to know anything. Well, about just that, how so. people put like filters on you to look like younger than you are. You know, the whole idea of like everybody's looking better when than they really do. Have you guys seen these women who compare what I look like without Instagram and what I look like with Instagram? And it's like. Wow, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about this yet. It's yeah. a whole new. It's a whole new way for me to feel shitty about myself. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited about that. That's right. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, I thought the low res and the cougar librarian with a pusher bra were the two funniest parts. Yeah, um, thanks. I really like the concept you have with the uh, getting a house through divorce. I think there's like a lot of 
stuff there where you can like cut to that part and explore the other parts of the benefit of divorce like i don't know if a kid would be regarded as a benefit by <laughs> like a san francisco audience yeah whereas the house would be yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i uh, that i haven't normally been doing that so i was just actually threw that in no. to try it out the like people think it would be funny to be self-deprecating and be like, well, you, someone married you and yeah. you had a baby. No, that, that but I'm not, I'm like on the fence about it. So I appreciate what you said actually. Yeah. So that helps me. This is Hunter. I think I have three points if I can remember them. Uh, first of all, the whole, the whole bit about, uh, you know, like divorced women or all of your divorced friends versus you and your lives and all of that. I like all of that. I just think that you need to like, figure out a way to very cleanly state both sides of that premise right in the very beginning. You know, all of my divorce friends always tell me that I'm like the lucky one because I don't have to all deal with all this shit, but I actually see it completely differently. I think that I'm super underdeveloped and I've missed all these rites of passage. Mm. Just like exactly what you're saying, but you kind of like pepper it throughout. I think that if you could just find a clean way to state the entire premise in the beginning, it'd be easier for everybody to follow you no matter what direction you took it in, mm -hmm. no matter which tree of different jokes you decide to go down that route of jokes yeah that's um, interesting thank you I, like I totally screwed the order up I don't even I do it on stage way better no it's okay I mean like I, I just think that you, that you could be really flexible with the order if you just, just stated the premise super cleanly in the beginning every time then you could experiment with the order and all the other parts yeah except that none of my divorced <laughs> friends actually think I'm luckier than them they oh all, you can I mean you can <laughs> they all feel better I think I mean just lie <laughs> that's okay. fine. That's uh, what Facebook is for, and Instagram. Yeah, right. You can just lie. <laughs> My life is so that's magical. What, that's what that's what art is for. I think I'm super pretentious. Um, oh yeah, and then the, the kid reading the X the RX bottle. I like that, but I think that you should reveal as the punchline that you're asking a kid to do to reveal it or to to read it for you. You just be like, you know, like one day you're like this, and the next day you're asking people in Walgreens to read your uh, their prescriptions on your RX bottles, and you're like, does this look like a I don't know, like a zero or an O to you? And people are like, stop talking to my kid. You oh, know? that's funny. Something okay, like, like kind of more of an act out around it, or, or just like yeah, like, the, people assume that you're asking another adult, but in reality you're bothering other people's children yeah okay yeah just a little bit of a reveal okay and i forgot whatever the third thing i was going to say was as i predicted thank you there's one more but i don't know if we have time clap no we don't clap your hands wildly everybody for natalie fauzy thanks you guys suffering suffering, suffering suffering yay uh charlie spink just walked in the door right I am in the house. Okay. <laughs> Nizzy. Uh, we're moving right along. Footloose and Fancy Free here on Joke Workshop. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Jacob McHenry. Talkie the talking bear. Talkie the talking bear. Talkie the talking bear. Talkie. Talkie. I recently went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Very educational place. Not sure if any of you guys have been. I learned not to ask for a water bottle there. Um, people, the workers will get re like real with you real quick. They'll put you on blast. At a lady, she was like, we don't sell water bottles here, sir. I can offer you a carton of water if you'd like, but those plastic bottles are killing the fish in the ocean. I didn't want any trouble, so I bought the carton of water. 
Which I'm glad I did because when I was done with that shit, I threw it into the ocean. And I felt good in my heart about it because I realized I played a role in saving the ecosystem that day. I uh, had a kind of an interesting week. Uh, Me and my wife, uh, we have decided to start trying to have kids. Thank you. I, uh, I was completely against it, uh, but I didn't realize how much leverage she had in that conversation. Uh, she told me she was just going to stop taking birth control. And I was like, I don't want a kid, though. And she was like, then wear a condom. I was like, fuck. We're going to have a baby. Because that's how that works. I just like, I, I've grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle now, you know, and it's just, it's, it's scary because now I realize she has the power to have children with me whenever she wants, and I can't stop her unless I get fixed down here or I become full-on Cosby with the Plan B pill. I, uh... Uh, what's it called? I, I went to a street fair not too long ago. It was an interesting uh, place. Um, a lot of people try to sell you some like weird, crazy shit there. I had a person try to sell me a meditation crystal, man. And not just like you're running the line, any like normal meditation crystal. These were solar eclipse charged meditation crystals, which uh, I had the same kind of reaction as you guys, skeptical. So he proceeded to show me pictures of the process, which if you're curious, it just leave crystals outside during a solar eclipse. And apparently it catches some type of power, which didn't help him in the sale with me. But I, I feel like it was kind of an interesting, like an interesting tactic uh, for those people who are interested and a stone that possesses the power of a solar eclipse, but on the other hand, are also concerned about being ripped off. I kind of messed that one up a little bit. Uh, I heard somebody say, curiosity killed the cat. I think that's kind of a stupid saying or a little outdated because curiosity has killed way more people than cats. Like, I've never seen a cat. (sighs) Let me start that fucking one over again. I've never seen a cat, you know, die by, you know, curiosity, you know. Uh, I feel like until there's been a cat-related death by autoerotic asphyxiation, I feel like we can cool it with the cat... (laughs) Uh, whatever. That's it. That's all I got. Try not to kill the cats. I love the cats. Jacob McHenry. Yay! Cats, 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 cats. Meow. Yeah. I like I like cats. Uh, people. I like the stuff about uh, the Plan B. You actually said something accidentally at the beginning that I thought was really great. You actually, I wrote it down as a quote. Um, really, I'm gonna get really real real quick. I'm gonna get really real real quick so it was like three uses of the same word like right next to each other and I just really enjoyed that as a as a wordsmith really real real quick quick. and then and then I liked the idea of you um 
I didn't, I don't, I think that throwing it on Cosby, I mean, we understand what you're saying, but I think that that joke's not as funny as the concept that you're going to crush up plan B and put it in your wife's oatmeal. Like, you don't have to say it's the Cosby method. It's more funny if it's like, what does she eat? Would she eat grape nuts? Life cereal? Like, what does she eat for breakfast? <laughs> Yogurt gets specific, right? Like, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. crush it up and put it in her muselix? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Okay. But, because um, that's funny. There, also, that's a thing called Munchausen by proxy when you poison another person so that you're better. <laughs> to make right. your life happier and better, you poison the other person to take care of them. <laughs> so, it's sort of like you don't want to take care of something else, so you're poisoning her right, so that right. you don't have to. <laughs> Anyways, there were some. <laughs> so, and that just came out of you saying the Cosby thing. So, I just felt like that concept. I was very interested in it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I second that. I like the idea that, um, yeah, poisoning your wife by uh, feeding her Plan B <laughs> unbeknownst to her is the lesser of two evils. Right, right. I really, I really like that. Okay. Um, you could, yeah, there's a lot of different directions you could take that. Um, I like the whole premise of what that in the first place. I think you can make it faster by just getting to it more quickly just be okay. like uh, my wife and I decided to have a kid this is what the conversation was like okay. I'm going to stop taking birth control oh I don't want to have a kid well then use condoms or get a vasectomy oh no we're having a kid just like that fast right you know? yeah yeah you can just and then bam your premise is established and then you can go wherever you want with that right yeah I don't I'd second you absolutely I'm too much of a stoner to remember anything else I was going to say but also, some really great concepts. I like what you're doing up there. Uh, I felt that the water bottle stuff is kind of bottled up. You might want to just <laughs> let that out. It's kind of a recycled premise. You could really make that one a little bit better. Uh, the curiosity killed the cat. I think that that joke kind of has more lives if you keep going with it. And I'd be oh, careful God. ending with a pussy joke. <laughs> but I really love what Pam said about crushing up the plan B in life cereal. <laughs> Because it's end-of-life cereal. <laughs> end-of-life cereal. And you could also yeah, yeah, mention, yeah. because you're an evolving comic, you're not quite Bill Cosby. Maybe instead of Plan B, you have Plan B-. minus. <laughs> it's like a lower gpa version of right. what's going to effectively kill the baby. But some very good stuff. I liked it. All right. Cool. Thank you. Other comments? All right, everybody clap wildly. Jacob and Henry. Are you scared of? Yeah. All right. Thanks for everybody paying attention and giving such great comments. Everybody grows here at the Joke Workshop. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands wildly in a slappy lack motion. It's Graham Elliott. Can meet you. No use to resist. Thank you. All right. So I feel like I need to preface that uh, I, I shake, but not because I'm nervous. It's because I'm malnourished. Uh, I really need to gain weight. Uh, it's becoming an issue because when most people skip a meal, you know, their body just eats whatever fat they have stored. But when I skip a meal, I develop a heart condition. Uh, I started doing this workout routine. It's called convict conditioning. Uh, it's a routine that can be done uh, entirely in an 8x8 cell with no equipment. And it's really perfect for me. Uh, but then I got a false sense of how strong I was because I was only doing body weight exercises. And then I also got a false sense of uh, how well I do in prison. I don't think I do too great. Uh, I, uh, I grew up in New Jersey, and I used to always see these signs on things that said, uh, warning, this product is known to the state of California to contain cancer-causing chemicals. 
And because I'm not in California, am I supposed to just ignore that? How the hell do you ignore a label like that? That'd be like if you had one of those push to start cars and right above the button it was like, warning, California residents, this button may detonate vehicle. Other 49 states disregard. Are you gonna start that car? Cause I'm not. When I moved out here, uh, my office was on the ninth floor and I'm trying to be healthy so I figure I'll, I'll take the stairs. But then right there on the door to the stairway, there's a sign that says, warning, this area is known to the state of California to contain cancer-causing chemicals. The stairway. So now I don't even know which way is healthier. Because I figure, like, you know, I could take the stairs and have the strongest quads in the cancer ward, or I could just have, like, <laughs> benign, weak knees. And again, I don't know which one's better. <laughs> I, um... Is anyone more concerned about carbon monoxide poisoning than thin people? We're like the human canaries that will like collapse if something's wrong. And every time I'm in a new place, this isn't even a joke. This is like every time I'm in a new place, I feel like I need to tell other people this. Like if I fall down, please take me with you, you know? <laughs> I wonder often like usually when I'm alone, like what if I were to just drop dead right now? And I think that's what's nice about having a job because I, someone will notice I'm missing before the smell. <laughs> I, uh, I recently got a job at AOL and I was between that and Ask Jeeves, but I figure at least this way I can help my grandma with her email. Uh, she's kidding, not even my grandma uses AOL. <laughs> she died. And she didn't have a job at the time, so that was a closed casket. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, I went to In-N-Out, and the woman behind the register was like, you look really familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? And I was like, oh, where do you think you know me from? And she was like, are you in the Marines? <laughs> I don't really know what she thinks a Marine looks like, but do I ever look like someone who's ready to go to war? I look like the guy who spends the duration of the war like trapped inside a bamboo cage, and then the real Marines come and rescue me? Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. Graham Elliot, yay! Well, I I laughed heartily. I have I have malnourished exclamation point smiley face. I think those jobs all all those jokes at the top. I think were very funny. Prison smiley face. I was like, oh, I get it. Um, strongest quad quads in the cancer ward is a great line and the one after it I didn't hear and I don't know if that was because you didn't take enough break because strongest quads in the cancer ward is really funny and I would take a pause after it or I would make that the big punchline yeah that's a good point like just because I didn't whatever you said I was so focused on like strongest quads in the cancer ward that <laughs> oh, I was yeah, like it's, it's fuck benign what benign weak knees benign weak knees yeah so I mean, it sounds like a fun thing to say, but it doesn't yeah. hit hard. Maybe, but if you switch them, it might be different. Like, I have benign, weak knees, or the strongest calves in the cancer ward. Anyways, I like that. Um, and I felt that um, after you faint, you should say, take me with you, I don't weigh much. <laughs> like when you say, when you're like, you wanted people, you're like, just don't leave me. Right. That I would follow that with like, look, I don't like just call back to like you're a tiny person. You could easily be carried. Yeah, it could <laughs> right? be. 
Um, and then, and this is, I mean, maybe it's cheap, but you spent so much time talking about how malnourished you are. Do you have any, um, do you have any Auschwitz jokes? I, <laughs> do you have any, like, who, uh, is that, is that terrible? I had a POW joke. Well, the, I try not to get into the, the Holocaust. Book. Okay. No Holocaust <laughs> jokes. All right. There's a line. I, there's a line and I've seen you've drawn it. And that's a good thing. I think for people, <laughs> I'm done. Go ahead. Funny stuff. Uh, This is Hunter. Um, I think... uh, I really like the... um, What was it? There was the callback and then the the joke about the... um, I just had it on top of my head. Like, you did a callback to it just a second ago. My dead grandma? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> so I think just, like, the faster way to get into the first half of that joke, because the second half was perfect. The callback was perfect. Just the faster way would be something, like, the best part about having a job is, like, what's the best part about having a job? Well, the yeah. best part about having a job is that if you die, somebody will find your body before it starts to decompose. Yeah. That's, that kind of is the best part about having a job. I yeah. The prison stuff, but I was, I kind of wanted more even. Because um, when you said, you, was it you had false, what was that again? It was like false. Uh, or, false sense of how well I would do in prison. Yeah, I wanted to know where that came from. Like, like, can you unpack that a bit? Or like, right, what, yeah. like what, what would you like? owning prison I <laughs> don't be like and and then and then on the flip side I was wondering like how how would that end badly or I don't know oh it would definitely end badly yeah yeah sure. but yeah. like there's I don't know I just think that there's more you could say about it or act it out even cool thank you I think that it'd be really funny to uh, have you like really act out how overconfident you're getting. Yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of want to go to prison now because they would kick ass at it. Right, you know, yeah. like really <laughs> way too much confidence. Like yeah. really confident in front of police. Like when I have no reason. Who's got behind me? So I really liked your set. Is that coming through nowadays? I liked yeah. your set. It was very nice and punchy, pretty straight to the point. Uh, I do want to remind you that your audience is stupid, including myself, and therefore, it might be better to say calves rather than quads, because I'm dumb enough that I have to go, wait, which one's quads again? Is that my shoulders? Yeah, I'm dumb enough to, I don't even know if it would No, quads, quads was, quads are your, the, your thighs, basically yeah. the top of your thighs. Do yeah. stairs help that? Sure. Well, your calves too, whatever. I don't know. Strong if calves in the cancer ward. Quads sounds funnier though than calves. Quads. Calves is so soft of a word. Calves. Hmm. You know, quit Maybe. quads. Reminds me of like baby cows. Yeah, though it's yeah. the same, same Maybe but different. You might confuse the audience. Oh. They'll all think of your strong baby cows. Why do you need yeah. those to be yeah. strong? Uh, let's see. I also like when you're talking about being in prison. Just a way to add a little tag to that. Not necessarily necessary, but. Like, talk about the only way you could survive in prison, given what a wimp you are. <laughs> like, uh, learning to do appeals for your fellow prisoners, or otherwise they're just going to murder you. Right. That sort of thing. Take, like, a law class along with convict conditions. Yeah. yeah get yourself in some sort of Shawshank uh, situation. Yeah. Do taxes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, very funny stuff. I really like the content. Uh, I feel like we could really feed off that malnourished material. (laughs) I mean, I was hungry for more of it. Um, But that would be, I think, really good fodder for a callback. You could talk about how shitty 
it is being poor and being hungry and that you go to prison just for the food. I think that could kind of tie together a couple loose ends. Oh, because they get three meals a day, right? They do. They get the the three meals, a hot and a cot. And actually referring to your calves as your baby cows, I think is funny too. (laughs) That kind of popped up. That's a good way to keep it veal. Keeping it real. Ah, keep it real. Yep. And those uh, the stare jokes are definitely a step up. I like the way they escalated. <laughs> and that's all I got. <laughs> Yay. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Graham Elliott. Your next comedian. He's been giving comments all night. Clap your hands together. It's Hunter Stare. All right, let's get right to it. Um, I think, then I'm sure you would all agree who are in this room here actually looking at me with your eyeballs, that I'm probably too conventionally good looking to be funny. But I'm just gonna try to bust through that glass ceiling while I'm up here. Um, has anybody, ha- anybody have an iPhone? Anybody iPhones? Good, thank you. Thank you for uh, collaborating with me. Um, yeah, I've got an iPhone. This is something that I've noticed that iPhones do. Maybe it's just me. Whenever I uh, text OMW, it autocorrects to on my way, exclamation point. This happen to anybody else, just me? Yeah, so it's, I fucking hate this. Why is my phone trying to make me sound like a thirsty bitch? Just like, OMW has a certain amount of powers. Like, I'm gonna show up, but like, you don't own me. You know what? The other one's like on my way. We'll be right there with bells on. You know, so that's what the, that's the implication of the exclamation point. Yeah. I don't need any help sounding like a thirsty bitch. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. These are new jokes. I'm allowed to cheat. Uh, so I've got married a couple of months ago. Ooh, thank you. I've already started to do cute little Mary things with my wife, you know, like she'll be like, baby, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? Stop doing cocaine. Seriously. You've been doing it the entire weekend. Monday is fine. But, and I'm like, okay, baby, I understand. But really I just packed away some for myself on Friday. You know, like what married couples do. So other things, married couples, we, I did something, we did something cute the other day. Like, um, you know, we were stepping out of the shower after taking like a romantic, you know, shower type scenario. And, uh, and, uh, I noticed that she forgot her, um, towel or a robe or anything like that. And I had a towel. So I offered her my towel. Like, here, baby, take my towel. And she's like, oh no, thanks baby. You brought it for you. I'll, I'll be fine. I'm like, no, 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 you should take it. She's like, but why should I be dry and you should be wet? I'm like, well, I, I think of us as two sides of the same person because we're married now, you know, like, Exactly. That's an awe for sure. That that's an appropriate awe, you know, and I just consider you to be a part of myself that I would rather be dry and warm like my balls. (laughs) All right. All right. I I think that's funny. (laughs) Cheating again, cheating again. Uh, okay. Has this ever happened to you guys? Um, you yell at somebody, you get in an argument, you yell at somebody, you think that you're totally justified, totally in the right, and as soon as you get home and have an orgasm, you realize you were the asshole? Yeah, just like, oh, I shouldn't have called my landlord a fascist. That was ill-advised. Again, new jokes, new jokes, new jokes. So have you noticed the things become, there's a lot of things that become low class or that start out as low class and then become high class? Lobsters in the 19th century, pole dancing right now. Why can't 
I think that if we use some reverse psychology, we could make this play to our advantage. It's just like, oh man, owning property, solo class. We just need to show them how fun it is to be homeless and landless. You know, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's all I got. Thank you guys. Bye. Understand. You stay up there. You stay up there. Um, I don't have a lot of comments because the beginning stuff I've seen before, so I know it. About uh, the 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 whole conversation about the towel, all I was wondering the entirety of it was how long is this conversation going to take, and are you both just standing there wet? Yeah. Yeah, just standing there dripping wet, arguing over a towel. I mean, like in the bathtub still. So, yeah. Okay, I just wondering. Okay, standing about in the bathtub, I could be a little bit more clear in my but description. It's more that. like, to me, it's just kind of funny that you're both just standing there dripping wet discussing who's going to use the towel. Yeah. I don't know. That's true love. <laughs> I feel like when you get to the punchline for telling your wife that she is like your balls, you can go ahead and follow that up with like as a sweet little endearing thing to your say to say to your wife as husbands are supposed to do, I remind you, you're like my second pair of balls. <laughs> Just really emphasize that point, how much she means to you. I think that's it for me. Dope. Dope. Thank you. Charlie, you got anything to say? You got any witty quips? I have nothing that will make that set better. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Hunter Stare, everyone. Yay! Giving time back to the room. That's great. We're moving on. Your next comedian. He's been giving good comments tonight, too. He has the most interesting cadence to his voice. Put your hands together for Starler Burns. What's up, Mutiny? I've been getting the cadence thing a whole lot ever since I started doing stand-up. I think people in my regular life think it's very rude, but for some reason you folks just think it's okay. I realized over Thanksgiving weekend, this isn't actually part of a set, so I shouldn't do it, but I was wondering where my cadence came from, because it is kind of weird. I thought it was by the grace of God, just Jesus breathing through me in the way only Jesus can. I realized it was my mom. My mom talks exactly like me. She emphasizes her points weird. She like raises the decibels up and down in strange ways. And you know, she's a hippie poet. So we're both pretty weird, and I just want to give you a quick idea of my mom. She used to tell me this story when I was a really little kid of this little brother I had who was like two inches tall and went on a whole bunch of Stuart Little-esque adventures. It's kind of a warm memory. I realized later that this was her way of working through emotionally a miscarriage she had. Yeah, like that is not a joke. That actually happened. Let's actually get into a set, how about that? How's that sound? So, trends come and go. When I was a kid, I was really into Pokemon cards. I have no idea how to play that game still, but I had to catch them all, I had to catch them. One trend that's been making a major comeback lately is uh, unbridled bigotry. Yeah. Yeah, I got a clap on that. I mean, I'm not in charge of what's popular, but you know, I would have prefer to 
maybe a snap bracelet comeback. Those are fun. <laughs> it's not that much of a mystery, though. I mean, just picture that iconic scene from Free Willy, but instead of the little boy, it's just Donald Trump, and the whale is just racism. Fuck that whale. Wish they never set him free, kept him chained up. Yeah, you're right not to laugh at that. Orcas are dolphins. So thinking about bigotry and prejudice, I've ended up coming to the conclusion that the only way to overcome prejudice is if we first acknowledge prejudice. You know, can't cure the disease you have not diagnosed. That's exactly why I'm gonna acknowledge my prejudices to you right now. <laughs> Can I get some snaps? This is hipster shit. Prejudice number one, I hate people who strongly self-identify as introverts. You think you're better than me because you like the smell of books and need some time to recharge? Wish you'd stayed in your shell, pretentious little hermit crab. Prejudice number two, are we counting? We're counting. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. Maybe I need to say anything more than that. You don't want to see me in the club. It's like, everybody get low. No, no. It's a terrible class of people, DJs. They haunt, they haunt my dreams. I'll be talking to my dead grandmother, who I have never met, and suddenly a beat will drop, and I'll just wake up screaming. Prejudice number three. We're having a good time, right? This, is, this sounded like it might be scary, but it's not scary. Prejudice number three. Not so sure about those Italians. <laughs> it's like, I know we decided they could be 100% white like 100 years ago. It's just, maybe there should be an occasional audit of that decision. This is very flavorful, very flavorful people. They don't, they don't eat white toast with mayonnaise, I feel like. I need to come up with a platitude, like if, uh, if your meatball isn't spicy, is spicy, you're not white, see? <laughs> Screwed up that last part, damn it. So that was my way of overcoming my prejudices, acknowledging them. First step. Unfortunately, I've not figured out any of the other steps. Someone's probably got to die. Might be me. All right, that's about my time, so I'm going to wrap on up. Thank you, folks, for sticking around. Yay, Starler Burns. That's one of the most likable I've ever seen you. Uh, that uh, The mom stuff at the beginning was magic. Seriously, it was magic. All the way through the miscarriage, magic. Magic. Yeah, that's not a set yet, so it's, I might want to hang into it. So you might want to listen to it, because whatever you said was magic. And then... Um, Poor little you, you little victim of commercialism. That's what I felt like. You, you would, I want you to make like a, a larger political point about how you, I mean, you bought all the Pokemon cards and you don't know how to play the game. That's like, you're, that's like, that's like, a, you're just, you'd like to spend your parents' money. Good for you. <laughs> well, I would mention that like, uh, that part of the set is largely to introduce the prejudices thing. Cause if I just mm. start right there, I think it tends to terrify the audience. Mm. Like I've had a few instances where people were legit, were legit like, they were frightened. Well, and it works because you almost do have a character. You, like, you almost sound like Christopher Walken sometimes. <laughs> so it's almost like 
you can kind of say some fucked up shit because your voice is so weird. Like, is it you? Like, we don't even know. Like, do you know? There's like a thing. Well, that's why I liked where you explained it in the beginning. But then I had they haunt my dreams. When you said they haunt my dreams, you sounded like Christopher Walken. And it just made me, I was just so tickled. That is a pointed question that I did want to ask. When I do the haunt my dreams part for the DJs, does that like set up and kind of mini punchline work? Does everyone recognize that I'm like describing a surreal situation? Then the beat drops, and it was a dream the whole time. Then I wake up screaming. I didn't. I didn't get your meta stuff, but I. I when the way you said they haunt my dreams, you sounded like Christopher Walken, and that's what I was laughing at. Mm. And I was laughing pretty hard about it too. I was like, "He's out like Christopher so Walken." You don't write jokes; just talk funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I enjoyed that. All that stuff at the beginning, I really enjoyed. Uh, other comments. Looks like Charlie has something to say. I did. I really liked your creative spin on DJs. <laughs> It, it did more than scratch the surface. It was the soundtrack to my life. Uh, I really like just even the wording that Pam pointed out. The magic miscarriage or the magic of the miscarriage. It sounds like a great kid's book that is yet to be written. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Free Willy reference. I mean, I really dug that's right in the wheelhouse of, I think, a lot of our childhoods. And if you're going to bring up Trump and Free Willy, I think the whole like build a wall reference would work out well because you, know, you can't quite jump high enough over the racism. Yeah, you're right. There was a they jumped over a thing in Free Willy. They should have built a wall. Yeah, they built a wall. I think that'd be a, a pretty sweet little tag. But really good stuff. I liked it. Yay. Other comments? I like the unbridled bigotry line. I think that you, you should just experiment with like different ways to get into it. You know, talking about like you know I liked Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Blah blah blah. You know, and then it was like the the what the those fucking bracelets what are they called snap, snap bracelets, bracelets. Then the snap bracelets then there were the fidget spinners what's the trend right now oh yeah that's right unbridled racism yeah <laughs> i know right after the fidget spinner who would have who would have thought who would have yeah. thunk it bigotry yeah. and fortnite fortnite bigotry that and you could fortnite that's even a funnier thing if you say unbridled bigotry and then give it a break <laughs> and fortnite you know like give it a little beat that would that could be very funny because i've heard fortnite is weird shit right now I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know what that shit is it's a crazy game me neither but I know the kids are playing kids it so hard playing. that they like die these kids oh, today kids. is this something to do with self there's a game now where people call on your cell phones you call each other and like group cell phone things I'm like what the fuck I was listening to the parents talk and I'm like take their phones away you assholes your 8 year old should not have a cell phone okay any other comments Starler Burns everyone <laughs> Your next comedian was going to be Mike Evans Jr., but I don't think he's here yet. Is he? Is Mike Evans Jr. here yet? Is he? Is he not? He's not here. It's okay if he's not here. Your next comedian is, though. She's a lovely human being. I'm glad that she's here. I haven't seen her in a while, so it's good to see her back. Clap your hands wildly for Dvorak Kasdan. <laughs> minute since I've done stand-up and by a minute I mean like a month and a half um I got fired today <laughs> which so I've gotten fired so many times this year I think my resume is now gonna look like a map of California is that too soon um yeah I'm kind of a mess um 
<laughs> Woo. Yeah, I'm just like a dumpster fire right now. No. Uh, I don't know. I've actually started to enjoy getting fired. Like, it's happened so many times. It's becoming a skill. Like, when my supervisors pulled me aside, they're like, I just want to commend you on your poise right now. And I'm like, well, it's like my 20th time getting fired this year. I'd hope I'd have it down by now. I don't know what I'm going to do, guys. I don't know. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, we like you, but you're just not, like, qualified for this position. Like, you can't fulfill the duties of this position. And I'm like... I don't know. You know how many times I've heard that in my life? Like, oh, we like you. We just don't think you could do this. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time, like, forming myself as a person. Like, I studied philosophy. I used to pray a lot. Like, I, I've worked on my spiritual formation. Like, I feel like I should bank on that at some point. Like, can we start paying people for having good personalities? Like, can I just be a personality whore? and collect funds for being pleasant. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm skilled at being pleasant and people like me, but I just can't, I can't, no, I can crunch numbers sometimes. Um, yeah, what else is going on? Um, so I have, I have a bird. I'm a bird lady, a bird mom. And me and my bird have a lot in common. Um, we're both not getting laid right now. <laughs> and another thing that's been happening is when I've left my house for my now non-existent job, my bird has been like going berserk. Like he's been like screaming nonstop and like driving my roommates insane. So I took him to the vet and the vet said that most likely he's going through puberty. Oh. Yeah. My little bird is becoming a man. <laughs> he needs a bird mitzvah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, like, are birds sex dolls a thing? <laughs> like, I need to get him, like, a sex doll or something. Anyways, guys, it's been a minute. I don't know what else I have to say. Um... That's all I got tonight, guys. This is like a three-minute LA mic, so thank you. No, you have a minute. When I honk the horn, you have a minute. Do you want to take your minute? Uh, that's all I have for now. Are you, uh, thank, okay. Thank all right, forecast and yay! Because you did exactly three minutes, and I honked you, and then you were like, all right, I'm done. But that was really good. I actually have comments. Um, I thought that getting fired is a skill. I think that that is awesome that whole um train of thought and premise is great and unusual and fun and i would say that you have some opportunities for some possible act outs if you have so much poise and you're able to get fired what is being fired supposed to look like or what does it usually look like like if they're like i really want to thank i just wanted to give you a compliment and you're so poised like do people usually like cry and pull their hair out and scream like i oh, never me Liza like what do they do like what is like a normal way to get fired they, they actually yeah they like put over a box of tissues towards me but I like wasn't crying <laughs> you're like oh I'm got got it sweetie it's gonna be okay so I thought that was funny um and then there's all kinds of things 
collect funds for being pleasant. You could be a geisha. You have a very a potentially Japanese look. <laughs> a geisha. She can. She is big pleasant. A fifties housewife. You just take a lot of Valium and like. There's all kinds of jobs that one could do. And then um, I feel like you're. Sc- I'm screaming for a bird act out. Like you're screaming bird and you don't do an act out. We got to hear what your fucking bird sounds like. Yeah. Like you have such an opportunity there. And even with the screaming kid act out like you've got two cool if you want to like get all weird and have you know it's two fun opportunities and bird mitzvah is gold okay that was but i really enjoyed everything you did yay okay, thank you. yeah the bird mitzvah in particular i love the idea of like a colloquia circumcision i think that there's so many fun places you could go with that you know the world's smallest yarmulke i mean some people think that those jokes are for the birds but you know better uh, no, I thought it was really fun. I love the idea that uh, Pam said about adding more things about being fired. I think if you're going to do a mic set about being fired, you need to go over your time and get cut off. I think that you need to be committed <laughs> to getting fired from the mic itself. That's so funny. That What a commitment. That's so funny. And then you could even mention, are you firing me? Are you saying I got to stop? Are you saying I can't do this anymore here? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get angry about the lack of poise. <laughs> okay, here's some lack of poise. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a very poised individual. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you before, I don't think, so I'm glad you're back because you are very good and you have a very good stage presence where you seem very comfortable and stuff, likable. Uh, I love how a lot of your set was really G-rated, which I think was great, like the bird stuff. I actually live with birds too, and they like to scream and bite me but uh the bird mitzvah thing is gold just by itself that's so cute and so stupid love it uh really it was just a very strong set in general i think everything in it that you did you had a whole minute left so you could have filled that with crowd work that's about the only real uh comment i could give yeah i'm you hate the crowds oh no i do i like the crowds i yeah, I, just, are, like, I haven't done stand-up in like six weeks or so. so. Well, I mean, it was, you really threw yourself into that new job. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I want to hear, hear about all of... I really want to hear about all of the different places that you've been fired from and all of the different... Like, they're all the same reason, but they're all different reasons. Like, like the pizza the pizza place is hilarious. Like, the, you know, so... and. They're all such very, very different jobs. Like, you have tried to do every job, you know? Like, and so I just think that there's something there, too. It's like, look, have you, like, I've done this, and I've done, like, so many. What is there left to get fired from? I <laughs> have, you, have you tried teaching preschool? You look like a great preschool teacher. Devorah hates children. Do you hate? I do. I feel like you would be the best preschool teacher. That would probably make you a really good preschool teacher. (laughs) You're like, wipe. Learn how to wipe your ass, you weird jam hands freaks. Little motherfucker. that uh, your joke with the California map was great, but uh, you might want to be prepared just to poke the audience towards what that joke is, because I think like everyone here was stupid, including myself, and needed you to be like, you know. Yeah. We've already forgotten about the fires, is what we're trying to say. Now that we can breathe again, we're like, fires? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Didn't, doesn't Kanye have a new album or something? I, that, that's, not, that's old, too. Uh, last, last comment? Are we good? We got it? 
like what your what your resume could look like if it didn't look like a map of California but there's something there like it there's a good analogy there somewhere right like what your resume looks like Dvorah's always on fire <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey clap wildly for Dvorah yay Dvorah Kanstein yay the, the music is really weird in the background tonight because I'm playing Reagan's polyp which is the strangest and mo my most favorite um, CD that we have in the collection here and it's from like 1991 or something and it's this weird band from New York and I just it's, I think it's so weird I'm just it's me being a hipster uh, that was lovely Devorah uh, your next comedian another we're in a female rock block what yeah all the women here tonight yeah getting it done uh, she's a really funny lady put your hands together for Rachel D. <laughs> All right, you know what? I am really tired of pulling oversized condoms out of my hoo-ha. I mean, not all y'all can be magnums, right? It's like, it's like the, the short guy walking into the big and tall store, expecting that to make him grow. But I think I understand, or I'm trying to. I mean, you guys do have to stand in that condom aisle and be forced to judge your manhood against small, medium, and magnum. So maybe we should just change the names. You know, instead of small, medium, large, we should just go with Mr. Personality. And exactly what she was thinking. And of course, Merry Christmas, right? Also, maybe it's that we don't have enough size options. You know, there are a lot of size options for bras. So I was thinking, well, maybe we got like, maybe we need a length and girth size. So then guys, you don't have to text us any dick pics. You can just text, hey, six double D. And then I know, all right, average length, but daddy's packing a spark plug. Yeah. So I'm single, huh? <laughs> and uh, I don't wanna get into that. So I'm a mom. And any parents out there? Any parents? Any parents? Oh, okay, a few. For the rest of you, I, I recommend don't. Uh, my, you know, there's a big difference between losing my kid and losing a bag of Coke. I mean, someone always returns my kid. Being a parent is a lot like being on parole. Like, I have a cute little overzealous parole officer, right? Like, instead of weekly check-ins, he just moved in. And even when I'm not doing a drug test, he watches me pee. You know those tracking bracelets you're supposed to get? No. He just latches his entire body to my ankle. I mean, try walking into bars like that. <laughs> He's also 15. <laughs> yeah, and 6'2". That's a huge kid. Wow, I don't even know how I made that. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, being a... Yeah, being, being a parent is a lot like being on parole, and so I, I have to find my escape, you know, on occasion. Uh, but I'm a good mom. You know, I always make sure he brushes his teeth. I put him to bed, and I never leave until the Ambien has taken effect. Because I can't put him in the dryer anymore. Right? I'm not a monster. I had a softener sheet. I don't want you guys to worry about my kid. Please don't call CPS. Uh, I do practice responsible parenting, okay? My kid lives with his dad. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I, I live in the Tenderloin. And uh, you guys know about the Tenderloin? 
all kinds of shenanigans going down in the Tenderloin, mostly below my window at 3 a.m. Uh, but recently, when we had all those rains, um, I gained a new respect for crack dealers because they were still out there doing their job, guys, right? Without umbrellas. It was impressive. Yeah, I know. I just also, oh, I, I overheard a pimp and a hoe having a conversation the other day. And um, sometimes when I say ho, people, people kind of back up, people freeze. And I just want you guys to know uh, that I know her. And that is her preferred pronoun. There's him, her, they, them, ho. Okay. All right, thanks. I'm Rachel D. Through my heart, make a win. Yay, Rachel D. So you've got me thinking about crack dealers and why they don't have umbrellas. And that's because if they had umbrellas that once they sold the crack, they'd have to hold the umbrella for the person to smoke the crack. So there is a method, I think, to the madness. They don't want to have the umbrella. Because you need to fuck off once you buy the crack. Yeah, I, get, I, don't have, I can't help you out, bro. Right. I ain't got no, sh- I ain't got no shade. <laughs> I can't do it here, man. <laughs> so there's got to be like, because they don't want to get wet. Are they wearing hats? Anyways, I'm perseverating on the wrong thing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I just got very interested in that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd... I, I mean, I like what you're doing and I've seen you do it a couple of times and, and you're kind of like attacking the audience from the outset. You're getting, you definitely have their attention. But I'm wondering if you might try to come up, start with something a little softer and then before hitting them. Because they might be like, what? I'm not going to, like it might be too attacking for some people. I don't know. Okay. Something to play with. But see if there's anything to just be a little softer at your open, and I know it's here and it's three minutes and who the fuck cares, but I don't, I don't know. Have you been opening with the, you have been where you're like, yeah, I'm pump. tired of pulling all yeah. condoms out yeah. of my hoo-ha. Yeah. I yeah. It, is, I yeah. did it at Barflex as a Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night. But, yeah. Oh no, I, but I've heard you do it last week. Yeah. It doesn't Tommy matter Ryan. where or whatever, yeah. but, um, yeah, I just, or even make that line a little softer, maybe. So do that, but just. Because it, it just, it felt attacking. Okay. That's okay. all. Right, uh, cool. But I, I think it's funny. I just don't, it depends how you want to interact with your audience. And um, the child around your leg is like the biggest Fitbit that you could find. Like the <laughs> most expensive Fitbit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I enjoyed all your stuff tonight. Yeah. Other other people? You find a microphone. Get a microphone. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Oh, these on two. I'm on two. I love the condom joke. How about that pulling it out as your punchline and not the setup? Like set it up. I hate it. Like you'll feel it, and you'll be the only thing I feel is pulling out an oversized condom for my hoo ha. I think it's a great line, but you should use it as a punchline. You could tag off of it. You could build your your argument, your premise, and the setup. Okay. Yeah. I would like to disagree. Was, oh, there you go. Oh. Sorry, right. Okay, I liked when Pam was discussing the condom bit and kept saying you should make it softer. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go uh, on. <laughs> well, it's designed. In any case, I do like that bit. There's a, The main thing is I'm not 100% sure Merry Christmas is the best. Yeah, that's the one I'm like trying to, yeah. like, yeah. I'm, not, there's a lot of denominations in it. I, I, I tried, I tried, I tried, like, you know, Mr. Personality, uh, exactly what she was expecting, and no personality required. <laughs> that was another way of, I don't know, those are the two I've been messing with. But isn't with. that Magnum? Yeah. No personality required? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, you know, 
I mean, if you want us to buy into that stereotype, which for the joke, we're all doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and everybody does. We're right there with you. It's a cute, it's a good premise. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have it a suggestion, but yeah, Merry Christmas. Just not my favorite part, really. Mm-hmm. It's all for moot, too, because you can take like a regular sized condom and just stretch it all the way up your forearm. I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna play a game later with, with, with mutiny clips and it'll be creepy or complimentary. <laughs> uh Devorah, did you have something you you you're hiking up to the mic? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna pretend like this is my first time suggesting this, but did you have you tried the like Push, push up, up, pull up. Push up, pull up. Yeah, it doesn't board. land every single time. It yeah, just okay, doesn't land. Mind. I know. I like it, but so it's like you know we have bras that push up. How about a condom that pulls up? Oh yeah, it never works. I've it heard never you try, works. I've heard you try it too. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because we um, gravity kind of gets in the way. It doesn't. I, I it's not. Sound, it's just. I it doesn't. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I, yeah. I guess it's confusing. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, well, I would speak. like to politely disagree with a lot of people. I think that the condom jokes fit perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that Merry Christmas really could work as your topper there. Mm-hmm. If you throw in other tags like talk about a stocking stuff, her like oh. you could go with different. Also, the denominations you could really play up to the stereotypes and go Merry Kwanzaa because <laughs> you know they say about guys ah, celebrate Kwanzaa. I like it. Big yeah, black cock. That's good. Yeah, so I think <laughs> Merry Kwanzaa. Yeah, <laughs> it gives you that black penis misdirection that we're all looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that black penis misdirection. It. We're gonna all do that later. Looking for that needs to be the name of my new blog. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that black penis misdirection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thank you. Yeah. Yay! Rachel G, everyone. Funny lady. All right. Your next comic. Boy, is he king of the puns. Master of the one-liner. He's a dad jokes extraordinaire. Also, right off the cuff, he's so funny. Yay, put your hands together, everybody. It's Charlie Spink! Take off your pants. Take off your pants. Pam is correct. I am the illegitimate father of many dad jokes. <laughs> Sorry. Those are all mine. But I disagree with you guys. Earlier you said that we couldn't do the fire jokes anymore. I think fire jokes are so hot right now. I mean, <laughs> these young kids are like, those jokes are lit. I know. <laughs> the thing that I love about the North Bay fires, my favorite thing, is that they're happening in Napa. And I don't want to play the race card, but here it goes. I love the equality that the fires have brought to the white people of the North Bay. Because now we can be ashy too. We can. Don't fight the fires with water. Fight them with love and cocoa butter. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So speaking of the gays, for lunch I had a little bit of a San Francisco delicacy. I don't know if you guys have had this before. I had an LGBLT sandwich, which is a sandwich that identifies as a gay salad. A little bit of backdoor action. But speaking of the backdoor action and children, I feel like there is not enough love and attention out there in the child plaything market for gay toddlers. So all of you gay toddlers, you're welcome. I have come up with an invention. It's a gay cousin or gay roommate of the pack and play. It's called the fudge pack and play. 
See what I did there? I just crammed that in there to the end of the set. It comes with a little, a little coat rack for scarves and a closet. You can stay until you're good and ready to come out. So I did that one that didn't work. Racism. I know that there's some bird jokes. I always love bird jokes. It's my favorite racist bird joke that I've concocted. I have a question, Mutiny. Is it racist that I have a pet crow named Jim? Or is it racist that I keep him in a cage because he's black? I don't know. I just won't let that joke be free. I really won't. It's the best Jim Crow joke of the night, and then an African-American gentleman walks in. Right there. Flew into the middle of that joke. It's like that joke was just dying. It just got lynched right there. So that worked. LOL. So I don't mean to brag about my comedy career and where it's taken me, but I played in Modesto three weekends ago at the Stanislaw County Fairgrounds. Be jealous. Yep. Next stop is the Apollo. That's what I'm talking about. Not the theater, the spaceship. I'm just going to be way out there. You think Harlem has a black audience. Try space. And I wouldn't be the brightest white star. Not by a bunch. I heard that one from Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, I just really got off track on that one. Where was I going? Oh, Modesto. So yeah, I did a show at Modesto County Fairgrounds. So many people, not a lot of teeth. But it was a charity show. I'm sure you guys work charity shows because you work cheap. We're all amateurs. And it was a show, and I quote from the flyer, that was for human trafficking awareness. But they didn't tell us if we should be pro or con, right? Easy mistake. So I opened with, hey there, pimps. Don't you hate it when your hoes escape? Like, I mean, I don't know how to say bitch where's my money in Taiwanese. I didn't get that Rosetta Stone disc. See, a good human trafficking joke, I can just kind of like massage into my set. And you'll think it's a legit joke, but until I go below the belt, you don't know it's dirty. You really don't. So here's some fun comparisons. I think that wine tasting is the love child of fancy pants alcoholism and Costco free samples. I think that hacky sack is the love child of soccer and beanbag chairs. Yeah. And I think that assisted suicide is the love child of having a really good friend and having like the worst fucking friend ever. Some favors you don't want to do. So that obviously did killer. I'll leave you guys with this. My dream is not to become a big stamp comedian in the city because it's a given. It's going to happen. What I'm looking for is to become the best known male exotic dancer in the city. Ow, you know it. That's right. Magic Mike Triple XL, the open mic right here. Looking like Channing Atom. But I would like... To have a name as a dancer on the stage in the Bay Area, it's just a little naughty, you know? Something that in the Bay Area will really just get you punished. I'm thinking like Gary Gluten, Steve Straw, or Barry One-Time Use Bag. I've been Charlie. You've been Mutiny. Have a great night. <laughs> Barry One-Time Use Bag. Charlie's big, everyone. I thought the Jim Crow things. I mean, I was, I was, I was dying uh, in the whole beginning section, all that stuff, and then all the way through Jim Crow laws. Um, I feel like I need to segregate that to a different part of my uh, I don't know if I can mix it in. He never stops. He never stops. 
No, I think I think you're brilliant. Your wordplay is so like masterful. I don't know how you come up with it. So I mean, all the time, just so quickly. You actually are a father now, right? Yes, of two. Wow. That we know of. <laughs> no, just the dad jokes. It's going to be hardcore for those kids growing up. <laughs> uh, I would also say that if you ever like get a TV show, you got to make Pam the Andy Richter to your Conan. Because just even oh. when a joke of yours doesn't land for me, I'll hear Pam in the background just cracking up and then I'll crack up. <laughs> Uh, and I think my favorite was probably the Jim Crow part. The one thing that seemed slightly off or strange to me was that the crow is in a cage because he's black, but he's in there because he's a bird. It's like, do you? Well, need- that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is, do you think you need the because he's black part, or just uh, like, and he's in a cage? You're right. I could probably make that more uh, word economy friendly. The econo line of jokes. Sorry, I'm just, oh yeah. I wrote down Modesto. That really doesn't have any input from me. (laughs) Modesto is a sad place. It really is. I have nothing. I I have nothing to say because I just, I I enjoy what you do so much. Like I really, the first three minutes, I was just like completely enraptured. Speaks. Oh, I just want to ask you, Charlie, what do you, I mean, your jokes are good, but uh, when you're on stage, do you have, what's your persona? I mean, it's rough as a live performance telling puns to people because you have they're going to be like oh you know and you have mm-hmm. to stand for any show on stage with the spine saying this is who I am mm-hmm. and you can't take that away so how do you do when you tell jokes like that and people are kind of resisting like how do you respond like what's your persona on stage what's your backbone well I think I'm pretty well seasoned and by that I mean I sprinkle them in there I usually enter the stage I dance around and I look like an idiot I think right. I try to establish a level of being silly and not taking myself super seriously and I tell stories about my kids my upbringing and then throw in the ridiculous Perfect. sexist racist homophobic pervy shit that I love that was what America's all about I kind of work that on there the family friendly material anybody else hey everybody clap wildly Charlie Spink yay you're next comic hey thanks for hanging in guys um, those that can uh, we have a couple comics left uh, your next comic well both your comics have shows here at Mutiny Radio your next comic he runs Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. It's every Sunday from 2 to 4 with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Oddly, it is not made clear whether Tunky was a talking bear. Well, I do appreciate, Pam, you promoting the show on this podcast because if there's anything constructive, uh, I should add that it's on, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T if you're looking up for it. And that way I got a plug-in on your, on your podcast. I like. I hate it when restaurants don't put their paper menu on the window of the restaurant. I mean, it gives me nothing, absolutely nothing to read when I take a shit. I'm just shitting on the sidewalk with nothing to read. It's kind of... Although, to be honest, when you're taking a shit on the street and you have a book with you, people are just like, oh. And don't get me started when people are on the phone taking a shit. I mean, that's so rude. It's amazing how people, the people who complain about the smell and the shit on the streets of San Francisco really shouldn't complain. I think like, oh, I smell it and I see it when I go to work. I think that's pretty good. You're going to work. You know, you're not like, 
I'm so desperate, I'm just going to take a shit right here. I think those are the people I, I would complain with. They, uh, one, one guy going to work was inspired by the shit on the streets of San Francisco. He came up with an app, which the premise is you see shit on the sidewalk, you photograph the shit, you post it on the app, and then the app will notify San Francisco Public Works to clean it up. And I thought, wouldn't it serve me better going to work to have an app where I can take a shit on the streets of San Francisco, photograph it, post it on the app, and have someone clean it up for me? Because have you ever been to an office bathroom? It's disgusting. Like, if I could just do it right there. That's just total freedom, shitting on the streets. I would say the other equivalent would be a bird flying in the air, the freedom of flying. Of course, birds have best, both the best worlds because they get to fly and shit anywhere they want. That's what I feel like is an ideal freedom. And I figured out a way. No apps involved. Well, you take off your pants and you get an a e-scooter from the street and you just <laughs> drive down the sidewalk shitting. That's the closest I feel like I would be to be a pigeon. Anyway, I just wanted to see how many times I get shitting on the streets of San Francisco on a set. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Clearly you're a genius. You're so political. I, I, you were so political. And I loved it. The scooter pigeon thing, the sidewalk poop. All I have is smiley faces. I was enraptured and sad that you dumped out at three minutes oh three minutes yeah it's all right i didn't really have anything else okay well you were very very funny for those full three minutes so good stuff yeah i was gonna say i don't really have any real feedback that was very tight i was just gonna say like you did a full set on shitting on a sidewalk in san francisco in it there was no bloat it was all it was all great I, i guess what i would love to hear is i don't think that's gonna come across maybe here in Mutiny Radio, but I don't think I could go to a club and start saying shit on the street, especially if another comic does it before me, then it just gets tiresome. Like, is there a way to kind of sweeten it or just kind of make it more accessible, you know? Well, I agree, you definitely don't want to step in it when you No, I don't want to step in it. Uh, But no, I think that luckily San Francisco has such a shitty reputation that you can take that joke with you and do different clubs in different areas. Uh, I think that your lack of the use crap app was terrible. <laughs> I think you can definitely throw that in there. It rhymes. It's true. You can't argue that. Uh, you also opened with a shit joke, and I don't think that should be a number one joke. That's a number two joke at best. Number two. <laughs> Sorry, you can just wipe away some of these comments. You can flush them down the drain. I thought that conceptually what you did was great. I thought the, the execution was fantastic. And because we're actually San Franciscans and adjacent San Franciscans in this room, we can really relate to it. So I think that there's a truth that rings in your set, aside from just being funny and well put. So I think you did a fantastic job. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I would also add that I liked that you asked us how you can make your shitting in the street set more accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen what's on the streets today? But yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks. We got more Yay! <laughs> Mike Spiegelman, LFM and OIT. 
every Sunday from 2 to 4. Your next comedian, the last one of the night, he actually has a show on Sundays as well from 8 to 10 called Old Soul Radio. He's had it for a long time. He's an old soul himself. Clap your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Eat you, eat you, eat you, gonna eat you, gonna eat you, right on up. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, great set, by the way, man. I, I, Mike, Mike Spiegelman. I don't know if I've ever formally met you in person. Yeah, I know Mike Spiegelman because this is literally the two mics in San Francisco comedy that I've been hearing. Like, there's been... There's definitely been open mic where I was signed up for. It's like, oh, didn't you already sign up? And they look at the list like, oh, it's Mike Spiegelman. And I'm just like, and I thought they were joking. I was like, Spiegelman, that's that's like a, a normal white man name. And but it's it's you, and I'm glad you exist. You're I, I like you. We should we should go out sometime. Um, it's not what I came here to talk about tonight, though. <laughs> um, I say I don't know what I came here to talk about. Uh, I thought I would just just say things that are just on my mind. I am wearing sweatpants currently because I matched with a girl on Tinder that says that um, her her bio says if you don't enjoy eating pussy, don't talk to me. My Tinder bio says, "What's a polite way to say you're only here for sex?" Right, and so I I feel like. I feel like the sweatpants are necessary. I was getting dressed. I was like, why am I even getting dressed? I know it's going to happen, right? But I don't know if I'm going into it way too cocky. Like, I go and, like, I meet her whole fucking family, like, beforehand. <laughs> and I'm just in sweats and boxers, which is, like, the easiest thing to take off a person. <laughs> Besides their wallet. I like doing that because I'm black and, like, you know, can use that whole thing. I walked in on a Jim Crow joke. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was so. That was such perfect timing. And I think it was me and this man I've never met before. So like the look on his face was like, if I'm gonna die, it's today. <laughs> this black man in a 49er jacket <laughs> and sweats. <laughs> oh Jesus. No, that was great, man. I think of Jim Crow a lot because of the fucking president. Um, I was looking at Democracy Now! today, and I, I I, would fuck Amy Goodman. I really would. I don't know if you know who that is, right? If, you, if, if you're liberal enough, you know exactly what Amy Goodman's voice sounds like, and it's, it's soothing. She makes horrible shit sound okay. You know, I don't know how the news people do it. Fox News makes normal shit sound scary, and liberal news makes <laughs> scary shit sound normal. I don't know. Uh, there's something there there's something there porn makes normal life look <laughs> way better than it is in general i always realize in orgy scenes in porn there's always there's like four guys who get to go to orgies in general like i don't know what fucking mailing list you got to be a part of but the same guy is getting lucky every single time he goes to work goes to the store cheerleading competitions he's getting his dick sucked it's great. I wish I was him sometimes. Might be me tonight. <laughs> but, but we shall see. Tinder is the app where you can flake on somebody because flaking on them means you didn't try to kill them, which, you know, girls prefer over killing, you know. My name is Mike Spiegelman, by the way, for those hearing. 
my jokes about murder um full circle full circle jerk on on women oh man you know one day all the politicians will be women of color and that's going to be a really funny day for for south park they're just they're gonna go so crazy with that What else? What else? Porn. Porn's always my go-to because I watch too much of it in general. People always say, like, there's no such thing as like, too much porn. Actually, no one says that. <laughs> I, I say that to make myself feel more comfortable with watching it twice a day. Sometimes, like, before I see my parents, which is really weird. I don't know why like, it's always a thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see my parents. It means, like, I can't jack off as much. Because when I go visit my parents at the house, it's like... I don't know, they like to spend time with me and they stay up really late and I just uh I just feel weird leaving them to go beat off and I don't see them that often, you know. Like my grandma right now is in a retirement home because of my porn addiction. I don't know if I've told you guys that story. No. Uh this is this is an old joke actually, but I'll say it cuz I started off with it. Um so the first time I ever watched porn was at my grandma's house. She had Comcast. And if you have Comcast, you know that HBO has softcore porn, like way too much softcore porn. And so when I discovered that, I just started buying hella shit, like on the Comcast bill, just, just kept on buying more and more videos. And my grandma was blind, right? She's really old, so she couldn't read the bill. So she was telling my parents, like, oh, Comcast is scamming me. They tell me I bought all these videos. And everybody just thought she was old and crazy. <laughs> and so they put her in a retirement home. My name is Mike. Have a good night. <laughs> Mike Evans Jr., yay! Your face during that whole story was fantastic. Because you don't know if I'm lying or telling the truth because I have the same tone of voice. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put like, where your parents live, how much older each of your grandmother and your parents. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to put all, all that. You would have kept nice and slow. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. appreciate that. I, I was once a poet. <laughs> you still are. You still is. I, I enjoyed everything you say. I think you're so personable and just wonderful to watch on stage. You could say anything. I'm just like, oh man, he's so funny. <laughs> like that's yeah, the, oh. that Tinder stuff, all the, the all that sweatpants stuff and boxers. That's just so funny. Like, <laughs> that, do you? I mean, the trick. only thing I was wondering is like, did did you clean up the crash site or? Did, oh, I mean, yeah. do you give you gave a shit? You're like, because you're like, I'm gonna put on sweats. I cleaned up the crash site. Like, why? Oh, why muddy the waters? Why why sully the the swamp with like tightness? Like, keep it loose, baby. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Loose smells, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean on the Amy Goodman thing. I'm a very, uh, I'm a little bit of a renaissance man. I like to stay up to date on things. So when I watch porn, I usually put the volume on real low and then also listen to Democracy Now. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, so what I'm getting at is that could be a way in your set to like train yourself to find Amy Goodman arousing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I type in Amy Goodman arousing on Google, she will pop up naked. Like that's 
And I can't do that to myself. Otherwise, I can't take the news seriously anymore. <laughs> but, um, then just with the grandma thing at the end, I feel like it might kind of need a tag. Like, yeah, it's got the good punchline, but I feel like I just need a little bit of an, something to she's nibble on. She's dead. Yeah, no. she's dead. There we go. No, that's, that's bad. <laughs> that's cool. Everyone's she's saving dead. money now. <laughs> Everyone's saving <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Because she's really in a retirement home. I'd feel oh, bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horrible person. No. I love you. Yeah. Well, he literally said some of the things I was going to mention. Uh, because I'm maybe not as hardcore of a, a Democrat, I would maybe go with NPR as the reference point. Uh, I think that an NPR porn parody would actually be really funny because you're talking about how much you're into porn. Terry Gross. Terry it's perfect Gross. for her. Last name is Gross. It'd just be going at it, and then you just have, you know, like an unplugged cello in the background with a mountain breeze. <laughs> just something really serene. And then people fucking on top of it. Very quietly and politically correct. Um, I think that would be fun. Uh, the orgy stuff, I feel like that was enough for all of us to love at the same time. Aww. I really enjoyed that. I like that. I but that you, didn't, you didn't go through the four types of guys, did you? There's four oh. types of guys that show up. There's like the... You didn't say what they were. You're like, I'm the guy in sweatpants or whatever. But like, you didn't go through like who they are. It's like the bro guy. That's a pizza. There's a pizza guy. Plumber. Yeah. You're right. Right. Pizza you delivery. You yeah. Plumber delivery. Like, like, how did they all get there for the orgy? I mean, not that the Uber. story is it's important. Uber it's an Uber pool. It's, it's yeah, exactly. The Uber guy um, is actually in it. That'll be the new. That's the new porn we need to write right now. Exactly. That's the guy that I'll get over. There. Where are you going? He's going to the orgy, man. <laughs> but you're a pizza guy i'm a plumber let's go and then at the end she just has come on her face and says five star ride or something for the uber driver to bring it back right <laughs> bang bus bang yeah bang bus bang bros other other comments for mike evans jr uber pool of semen I like the <laughs> there we go hmm? I like the mic. yeah <laughs> thanks man i hope you're in the crowd next time i do his show i'll be in the house exact same show <laughs> definitely do that all right hey okay. clap your hands together everybody mike evans jr yay yay well everybody we did it yay it was another very productive joke workshop i'm super happy about it um i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here for a minute but i'll be back at 10 o'clock for uh, one of our new shows it's called free phone sex uh give us a call 415-550-0511 if you ever wanted to have your fantasies fulfilled with free phone sex on the radio we're doing we're doing actual phone sex but it turns out to be very funny actually not that we're trying to make it funny but with all the sound effects and stuff we're trying to be there i don't all I know is that we're providing free phone sex for people, and they seem to like it. So, <laughs> so you guys are ruining the sanctity of phone sex, basically. No, so phone sex is dead. We're bringing it back to life. Oh. We're resurrecting the sanctity. Erecting? I see we're, what you did there. Res- yeah, we're re-erecting. We're resurrecting the, the, uh, the beauty and the wonderment of those old 976 numbers that made so many people go bankrupt in the 80s <laughs> or have like terrible... I mean, 976 Jenny, really? Did you think? Oh, no, I think that's actually for people to lose weight now. I don't know. But uh, we do phone sex, 415-550-0511. This has been Joke Workshop. It was really fun. Everybody was really great tonight. And uh, listen to our other shows here at Mutiny Radio. And if you want your own show, hey, you've got to email me at director at mutinyradio.fm because we have so many shows now that it's actually kind of crazy. Like, we're running out of, we're running out of times. <gasps> Oh my God, isn't that crazy? So, um, 
that's that's exciting stuff. All right. Uh, bye, everybody. Again, you were listening to Reagan's Polyp. Well, I'll plug my other shows. Listen to Some Call Me Tim on Wednesdays and the AltaCast on Wednesdays and Happy Hour on Fridays and Pantasis Comedy Clubhouse on Fridays. And and t- listen. Let's, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube on Sundays at 2. And uh, the show before that, and the show that's after that. Uh, all the shows. All yeah. the good shows here at Media Radio. Oh, and we'll give a shout-out to Flat Black Plastics, and Scott has been hanging out all night. Flat Black Plastic, Saturdays, noon to two. Uh, hey, bye, everybody. Yay! Bye. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. 
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Vinyl. 
Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scott Walker. Amazing artist. Music DJ. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race on Tuesdays, 10 o'clock. It's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal you. Then at noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view, talking about all things from his perspective. Then on Thursdays from 8 to 10. It's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. 
exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. Check us out at MutinyRadio.fm. My show. We're at Benders and it's fun and we're hanging out uh, here at Counter Offer. Oh, Greg just moved around. He doesn't want to be involved in that. Whatever. It's cool. The lesbian. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Think it is. 
Matte. Black. Plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scott Walker. Amazing artist. Music DJ. Vinyl enthusiast. That. <laughs> 